The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. Worried about retirement? Want to travel the world or just be around to watch your kids grow up but you can't because you're drowning in debt? Now you can with Heather Wagonhalls and the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Heather will show you how to stop chasing your wallet, eliminate debt, lose financial stress, and live the life of your dreams. If you truly ever wanted to have more, do more, be and give back more, now's your chance. Listen weekly to hear what others are doing to manage their money better with these proven strategies for building wealth with the Keys to Riches financial philosophy. Now, here's your host, Heather Wagonhalls. Welcome, everyone. This episode of Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored in part by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at keystoriches.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome. I'm so glad you guys bothered to stop by today because we have a heck of a show in store for you. I am your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagnalls, and I am flanked by the the maestro of moolah, static cling included, <laughs> Michael Terry. We got rid of that static. Hey, I got a new one for you. Okay. Chiquita of cabbage. Chiquita of currency. That's me. See, we need something that ends in Ida, like the Chiquita of margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work on it. But it's got to be money, not drinks. Yeah. Something Ida. Yeah. We got to think of Anita. Uh, so anyway, welcome to the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We are so glad you stopped by to help you get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. We have an incredible show in store for you. Our moolah, well, hold on. Let me, irk, stop. Back up. I know. It's the ADD. It's actually, I have the ADHD, hyperactivity. I'm not just like distracted. I'm like rambunctious and distracted. (laughs) So thank goodness I didn't find out about this until like I was way into adulthood. Cause like. Your self-esteem would have been down the tube. I I, I know. I can't imagine like what would have happened if if I would have been doped up when I was a kid. Yeah, they would have pulled you out of school. They would have sent you to some shrink. Yeah. And, uh. And, uh, you up, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because I was that kid that got straight A's without trying, but I was always in trouble. I was always goofing off. I was always with the class clown. I was always like, you could move me anywhere in a classroom. You could put me next to the smelly kid or the dirty kid or the mean kid. It didn't matter. I was going to chat them up. Like they used to move me around and no matter what, I'd always be chatting or passing notes. It was just, that was me. <laughs> Bad girl. I know. And I was always cracking jokes, always like pranks and trying to be funny. Mm. That was just my thing. <laughs> so, there are worse things. But it has nothing to do with money right now. So yeah. we want to focus on our finances yeah. right now. So uh, help us do that, Michael, by telling us what this week's key is, would you please? Uh, the fifth key is take emotion out of the picture. That it is. And where I was jumping ahead is I'm so excited because our moolah word of the day, oh my gosh, our moolah word of the day is uh, right in line with our um, our key. So it should be interesting once we get to that part of the show. Uh, so money dramas, impulse spending is probably the biggest 
buzzkill when it comes to uh, money dramas. Yeah, you have a when bad, it comes to this key. You have a bad day. You want to fix it up somehow. You buy a, you buy a three hundred dollar plug in. You buy a, <laughs> you buy a new software. Another you, dog toy another like dog me, toy. or or cool leash or apparatus or like you know I'm a gadget girl so. Yeah. I've got to have like, you know, cooking gadgets are my thing. Yeah. Single use, mind you, single use, single purpose cooking items, because heaven forbid I get something that does more than one thing. Cleaning, pro- <laughs> cleaning products. That's Jennifer's thing. Oh, is she? Yeah. yeah. It's insane what we do. But we get hooked into this. And we're going to talk about that on today's show and uh, how to utilize this key so we can maintain more effectively uh, when it comes to managing our money. Because it's not the big things that usually destroy us. And if I can quote a phrase from my grandpa, he used to always say this, and I don't know if it's his quote or who he got it from, but he used to always say, You would never let somebody deliberately knock you off track, but you can be nudged in the wrong direction. Mm -hmm. And just think about like personal space, like you're standing here and somebody else is standing two feet away from you and then they like kind of close the gap. And so you want to maintain the gap. So you kind of move away from them. Close talker. And uh, yes, I close talker. We're dating ourselves. You can't be doing that. We, we kind of move. And before you know it, our desire to maintain that distance has um, incrementally um, moved us away from where we really wanted to be, mm-hmm. but we don't realize it because it was just in small little increments. And that's what we do most of the time with our money. But we're gonna we're gonna focus on impulse spending, <clears throat> and maybe we can touch on sudden wealth syndrome because that kind of plays into the whole emotion sure. sort of thing too. Uh, so this. Um, Today's moolah, word of the day, is bias. So there's many ways the word bias can be used. I think of in sewing, bias is the way the fabric stretches on the diagonal. Yeah. But we're not talking about sewing and assembling garments. We're talking a bias of technology, either of change or difference, referring to a shift towards or away from Use of a factor. The exact meaning depends on the definition of neutral used to define absence of bias. So factor bias matters for the effects of technological progress on trade and welfare. So, for example, bias of a trade regime refers to whether the structure of protection favors imports or exports based on comparing their effective rates of protection. If these are equal, the trade regime is said to be neutral. A bias of growth refers to economic growth through factor accumulation and or technological progress and whether it favors one sector or another. So if we... we uh, um, so here, here's a, an example on growth. Growth is said to be export biased if the export sector expands faster than the rest of the economy. And import bias is if the, if we import competing sectors and we favor that and that one expands. So, so bias can only be determined when we know what neutral is. Okay. And so let's say um, we have a bias toward animal friendly 
causes. Let's, let's take it out of the yeah. financial realm so we can okay. connect with it better. And there's a story, and I'm reading a really great book. Um, I love uh, mysteries, and so I'm reading these Florida books and um, uh, by Carl Hyacin. And I'm in one of the skink books. And this one is about this guy who was a, a former mobster. He turned tail on his... Um, on uh, one of the Gotti family, and then he went into uh, um, Witpo witness protection yeah, yeah. because um, he he uh, finked on everybody, and then he got relocated to Florida. But like living in a one bedroom apartment in a crappy area of town wasn't his idea of witness protection, yeah. and so like he made all this money in real estate, and then became a developer, and then created this theme park, and he just had this big whale die, and and like all these things, these wow. series of animal events are going on, right? And they focus on the, the like the mo- more the focus of the main characters have to do with the PR people. And how they're spinning it, you know, so you can have news about animals dying, which would be kind of just reporting the news. It would be unbiased. But if uh, you wanted to inflame or exacerbate a group, you can, uh, which is what's going on in the book, there's there's a lot of this eco-terrorism going on in the book. And they're trying to make this guy look bad and they're trying to create a bad name for him. And so they, they just change up the adjectives on how yeah, they describe yeah, yeah. stuff. And before you know it, like at first, you know, when this, when they stole these two, um, rats or which are called voles and, and, uh, uh, they were sacrosanct. They were like the last two before this thing was extinct and then got run over on the freeway. <laughs> and so now they were trying to pitch the guy. It just was like the place was robbed, these animals were stolen, and then they were later subsequently killed. But they're spinning it like this place was doing such great work in preservation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then... You know, so so it tried to put the guy in a good light. So it tried to create a favorable bias. But most of the time, when you talk about eco-terrorism and you hear about all of these captive animal parts, like they just had a whale die, yeah. a killer whale, um, they try to vilify them. So it is what it is, but then you have the bias based on how you feel. If you're if you don't like animals in captivity and an animal dies in captivity just reinforces your bias. You know, so so this colors how we look at things, and that's precisely what this week's key is all about in taking motion out of the picture. It's about understanding how we do it, and it's from a biological level. And this is where our three amigos really kind of come into play mm, okay. um, when we start talking about what's going on inside. Mm-hmm. So bias is a, it was a good moolah word of the day yeah. because it has to do with the economy, but it more has to do with our internal triggers mm-hmm. on what we view neutral is and where our biases lay. Yeah. And, and we may not have a neutral, you know, cause neutral, like there's like, they say there's three sides to every story, yeah. his side, her side, and the truth. Right. <laughs> no, the, your bias would, your, your neutral position would change, uh, on a, Daily, weekly, monthly basis, I would think, you know, depending on. Absolutely. It can totally, it can totally do that. So, um, anyhow, uh, that's it for this week's Moolah Word of the Day. Our key is coming up, but first. (laughs) 
segment of Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio, is sponsored by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. All others are just monitoring services. Put your credit on lockdown for Keys to Riches listeners by visiting our website at keystoriches.com forward slash KeepMyID and click on the link to start protecting your financial future and identity right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. So for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you at the Keys to Riches powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And the Keys to Riches is a financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. We do this one key at a time, one week at a time here at Keys to Riches, uh, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio. And I am so excited because this is a great key. We've done some planning. We've been addressing our 3-5 financial strategy. So we've gotten our where am I, where am I going, and we only have one more. What's the difference? And it's coming up. Two different keys address the what's the difference because it's two different keys. And in order for us to be effective with those two keys, this key must happen. And we must totally understand where it is. And this key and and next week's key, actually, um, key six, which is... Um, Huh. Ho. 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 Ho for the best plan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there we go. Hope for the best, plan for the worst. Uh, so this, these two keys deal with the phenomenon of our biology that keeps us from being effective. So if you have been curious about any of the brain research that's out there, if you dabble in any of that Zen stuff, brain stuff, mind stuff, neuroplasticity, behavior modification, you'll find this part really interesting. Um, And you'll say, oh, I kind of always thought that was what was going on. And if you've never been exposed to this, you can respond like one of um, my um, attendees to one of my workshops. And she said to me, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you explained this this way. Because this whole time I thought I was a logical creature. And I was crazy because I was behaving emotionally when it came to my money and I couldn't figure out why. And now I know that it's, it's, it had nothing to do with me not being good at what I do. Yeah. She's like, it, and so thank you for that. Like it was a relief. I like yeah. let her off the hook. And the way I did that was with my three amigos model of information processing. And this was the best way to be able to come up with this. And we're working on some real good video descriptions of how this works, but being in radio uh, and uh, even in print too, in in my books where I talk about this uh, information model of processing, uh, we have to use our imagination in order to understand and conceptualize the context. And um, so I dumbed it down um, and or I shouldn't say dumbed it down. I simplified it to where anybody by hearing it or reading it can understand it without a visual representation of it. But you can create the imagery in your mind with this three amigos. And so if anybody's ever seen the movie, The Three Amigos, 
you've got Chevy Chase, Martin Short, and Steve Martin. And they're kind of just these hapless, bumbling guys, but they actually, when they work together, they come together, they can accomplish great things. And that's kind of how I view what goes on in our heads and how we biologically respond to stuff. Because we beat ourselves up so many times when it comes to money that like, I should have known better, or I should have done better, you know, or I did know better. I don't know why I did this, yeah. you know, especially yeah. when it comes to impulse spending. I knew better, but yeah, I couldn't exactly. help it. Oh, yeah, that happens a lot. And you punish yourself because you feel like you should have or could have helped it, but only to the extent that we know how to control it, biologically speaking, because mm-hmm. biologically we're set up to fail at long-term management of anything, weight management, money management, career management, you name it, you know, uh, we're designed to survive, even though our brains have evolved and we can invent computers that think faster than us, we still process information the same way we did when we were eluding saber-toothed tigers. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand the structure of the brain and what goes on biologically in order for us to really grasp what we do and why it's important to take emotion out of the picture. But more importantly, we need to get a handle on our biology because this key was initially take emotion out of the picture, but as the keys as a philosophy has evolved with the advent of more brain research that I've been able to do to support my theories about what goes on in the body and the disconnect sometimes between the body and the brain that um, this key has really evolved. And so take emotion out of the picture is only just part of the description uh, because we don't want to take it completely out of the picture. All right, this key means we need to be passionate about making money, but we want to be impartial when it comes to spending money or allocating resources that go out. That is not just frivolous spending, mind you, that's um, maintaining a healthy savings and spending plan and making effective risk-based decisions, meaning investing. And that's one of our five areas of concern is asset multiplication. And, you know, you can be great at making money, And you can be really crappy at picking investments, okay? And biology gets in the way because goodness knows with the internet, there's so much that we can do research-wise. We can kill ourselves with information. But if we have what we call analysis paralysis, where you have you are inundated with too much information and you can't make a decision, it's a biological reason why you can't make a decision. Um, or if you don't get enough information and you make a snap decision to invest in something that you later regret. And I know people that do this all the time. <laughs> and they yeah. wonder why. And because they went on their emotion, oh, it felt like the right thing to do. I really liked these people. And that's about rapport and that's about biology. That's not about it being a solid investment. It's about them feeling good about it. Mm -hmm. So how do we do this? Well, we have to understand how we process information in order to stay in that logic brain and learn how to dissociate our emotions when it comes to separating ourselves from our finances. So simply put, there are these three areas of the brain or what I refer to as the three amigos. So the first area of the brain that we process information through is called our survival brain. And I refer to our survival brain as the I do. Think of him as a military officer, okay? Um, and his idea is to assess risk, all right? And, he, and based on biological factors that are ingrained in our DNA, he's going to choose one of three, re- three responses. He is going to fight, 
or attack. He is going to freeze or play possum, or he is going to flee and go the other way and run away and hide. Unlike the devil. Now, he has an information databank or a file cabinet, if you will, that he can go to when his radar gets triggered and he sees something that comes up on the radar and he can go look in this file cabinet for what to do. And it'll say, fight, freeze, or flee. And if these incoming stimulus from your environment or a thought you create yourself uh, gets on his radar, he's going to go to the file cabinet and he's going to pick the response. If there isn't any information on what to do, if it's a new stimulus, he's going to go with what he thinks is the best possible response. Again, it's going to be fight, freeze, or flee. And this is because, and he has a natural negativity bias. So he's looking for trouble because he either wants to avoid it or confront it and move on, mm-hmm. you know, get it out of the way. And this is our, it's a natural ingrained tendency. Now, if the incoming stimulus does not set us off and we don't get catapulted into some crazy reaction, because our survival has been threatened, then the information or the stimulus passes to the next brain that we evolved, or it's our mammalian brain. And uh, this is our emotional brain, if you will. So two things kind of, well, a lot of things, but the two most important things that go on in this area are emotions and memory, okay? And so we survive first, and then we emote second, and then we reason and use logic. So that's the process. So in this brain, if the incoming stimulus, he the curmudgeon, I call this guy the crazy curmudgeon, he has a negativity bias also because he might see what's coming in and it might not have set off the survival mechanism from the I do, the initial decision officer. So if he lets it go by, this guy can say, oh, wait a minute, hold up, because this is where the memories are. Right. He's like, remember that time? Sure, that worked. And that was an unpleasant experience, or that was a pleasurable experience. Right. Either way, if he gets catapulted in one direction or another, and we have six basic emotions, so you know, it could be a pleasurable catapult, like, when married people make ineffective decisions in response to uh, a sexual drive and Mm -hmm. cheat, you know? So um, that's a pleasurable experience. It has negative consequences. But in that moment, it's a pleasurable experience. And so even if the I do doesn't get triggered, um, the curmudgeon may get set off. He may get catapulted and be like, oh, remember the last time we saw that hot blonde? Ooh, I'm going for it. And forgetting, you know, because what happens? The biology gets upset. That natural drive engages hormones and boom, we're off and running. And if we think about these three brains like an elevator, you come in on the first floor. The I do lives on the first floor. If he's not catapulted in any particular way, that stimulus goes up to the second floor. And if that stimulus, if the curmudgeon doesn't get set off in any particular way, then and only then can that elevator go back up. Because if if the curmudgeon 
pulls that emergency button, you're going back down. And it's all about survival towards pleasure and away from pain in this moment. The fact that your spouse is going to be angry after this particular sexual act you're about ready to commit (laughs) is not relevant. You can't even get there and weigh the differences because that part of your brain cannot be accessed once the hormones start going because blood pressure changes all of these things. Once your heart rate goes over 130, fine motor skills just turn off decision making it's not your fault guys it's not your fault but or i should say however comma now that you know this this is the point is we can keep this in check and i talk about this in my money code book is it that it's okay that that it has done whatever it's done in your life but now that we know this now we have tools to right the ship so to speak So the last brain that we get to in the third floor is where Logic Larry is. And he's the guy that has the power of reasoning, evaluation, critical thinking skills. So he can say, hot blonde, but bad decision, expensive divorce. And he can say, hot blonde (laughs) has a lot of weight. Hot blonde, lots of fun with the hot blonde. But expensive divorce and he's like is he going to move towards the pleasure or is he going to move away from the pain if that stimulus can get that far up in the brain tree you know um that's a good thing yeah if if he if you can get to that logic part of the brain and you can evaluate the situation and say you know what while this person is attractive i'm in love with my money more (laughs) And it's okay to be that way. I mean, you know, if that's what it takes to get you to be faithful, then that's what it is. You know, because we're basic creatures. We're driven towards pleasure. Mm -hmm. So it would make sense that we would do that. That's a natural thing. For somebody to say, you know, God will strike you down or like whatever these crazy people try to make you feel guilty for that. Just throw that out the window. There's no room for that. It's a natural tendency. Well, yeah, (laughs) exactly. When you point fingers, you got three pointing back at yourself for sure. So, and and I use, I I like using that example. I used to use a lot of negative examples, but, but we can, we can acknowledge an attractive person, but not have to act on that impulse. You know what I mean? And it's because we can circumvent it because we can maintain our physiology. Well, the same thing happens with impulse spending. Ineffective decision-making happens because we get driven towards something. And it's like, you know, I use women because I'm a girl, so I can connect to that part of it. But men are just as guilty. You know, if you're a big golfer guy and you're like, hey, you know what? Callaway has a new driver and they haven't come out with something new in a very long time. Or ping, you know, I could use a putter. I need like a better putter. I need. We justify this. It's really a want. But unless... Logic Larry gets involved, we can't effectively discern between the need and the want. We can justify because justification is like the key to taking a want and making it a need. You know, um, and I was just having a conversation with one of my coaching clients the other day. And I said, she said, well, what constitutes an emergency for emergency spending? Because I said, you can't use it. And I said, if you're bleeding or your children or a, a, a spouse or a significant other is bleeding, 
that's an emergency. Yeah. If nobody's bleeding, it ain't no emergency. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's, so that's why, you know, because uh, she was having trouble discerning between needs and wants, you know, and I said, we need a handbag. We want Louis Vuitton. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty easy. Right. But in the moment, like, because we're just bandying about it. But let me just tell you, if when I leave here and you're surfing around and you see a plug-in sale. Oh, yeah. How likely are you going to be able to resist that? You've got five million plug-ins already, but I bet you can find your justification bag and pull out a good one. I mean, it's it's been a long time. I've got to say I'm losing losing the Jones, but um, I don't know if. I don't know why that is. but It's just because somebody hasn't come out with a more effective marketing <laughs> yeah, technique. That's the only reason why. <laughs> that's probably true. So that, that's the only reason why you haven't bought another plugin. But yeah. just wait, because you're going to have somebody that you're going to be in the right frame of mind, and their marketing is going to speak to your soul and reach through the computer and grab that money out of your wallet. Very, very possible. Yes. And uh, we didn't get to address sudden wealth syndrome, but I have a new piece that's coming out um, on the website that I'm going to talk about sudden wealth syndrome. And sudden wealth isn't just winning the lottery. Sudden wealth can be an insurance check, a tax refund for, you know, 500 to a thousand bucks. It can be any size windfall, yep. but it's how we respond to that windfall that makes all the difference. And it reminds me of that marshmallow study that they did with kids in delayed gratification. Mm. So it'll be a really great article, and I'll let you know once it's up, because um, this Sudden Wealth Center is something that I'm starting to really research and kind of create a body of work about, um, because I think it plays in really well with what we're doing here at the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation with this biology-based money management. Mm. So, well, that's it for this week's key for your key affirmation, uh, key statement, and your... uh, uh, key action item, uh, please visit our website at keystoriches.com. And for more great resources and interviews with the top financial gurus out there, please visit our sister site at unlockyourwealthradio.com. For the Keys to Riches, powered by Unlock Your Wealth Radio and the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.